This TFMR podcast is brought to you by your friends at JM Bullion. Visit jmbullion.com for all your gold and silver bullion needs. Well, greetings, everyone out there at TFMR. Welcome in to a uh, holiday weekend special podcast, first one of the year. Uh, if you've been around TFMR for a while or if you're new, uh, you'll find that as we we go through the year, about once a month, sometimes maybe twice, I like to interview CEOs of uh, existing producing companies. Sometimes they're exploration companies. Sometimes they're little tiny market cap companies that are speculative plays, but for one reason or another have grabbed my interest. And that's what I have for you today as our first special podcast of 2023. Uh, My buddy Dan sent me a name about a week ago of a company that used to be called Clarity Gold Corp, but they've broadened their reach. And that's what really has my interest. And they're uh, rebranded now as Clarity Metals. There's a reason for that, and we're going to go through that over the next 20 minutes or so. I've got on the line here James Rogers, who is the CEO of Clarity Metals, and I think you're going to enjoy what he has to say. James, thank you for taking a few minutes to visit with me. Absolutely, Craig. Uh, pleasure to be on here, and hello to all of your listeners. Well, and it's a pleasure to get to know you, and um, and I'm very excited to introduce your company to everybody, and I'm very excited to become a shareholder myself once I get it introduced to everyone. Because uh, I think the the folks here at the site know how optimistic I am, um, you know, it, it, expecting a change in Fed policy that's eventual to support the economy and how that's going to uh, drive precious metal prices. But there's so much else going on in the commodity world, whether it's base metals, uh, you know, copper and lead and nickel and the like that are declining in stocks worldwide, or whether it's battery metals. You know, I've had I own a couple of lithium companies that I'm excited about because, well, obviously the future for battery metals. And so um, I, I wanted to introduce your company, everybody, because it kind of combines a little bit of all of those. Uh, let's start with why don't you just describe the company a little bit? Because, again, it, it the, you had the word gold in the name and now it's more metals. And so let's start with you explaining, you know, how that process has gone and, and, uh, and why you why that all took place. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the company was started about three years ago and was initially focused on Canadian gold exploration projects. Now, my background is technical. Uh, you know, I run a services company. I've worked in, I don't know, 30, 40 countries around the world. And one of my specialties has really been in project generation, identifying new opportunities. So over the course of the company's operation, uh, we were always exposed to different opportunities, different sort of, you know, commodities, projects, jurisdictions. We kind of, we kept, a, a, I guess, a, a focus on being in Canada and Canada only for uh, the projects that we uh, were looking at or were most seriously looking at over the last couple of years. And in the last three months, we've made a uh, actually, I guess about six months now, we've made a transition to be uh, more multi-commodity focused. We have, you know, a gold project, a lithium project, and some exciting base uh, base metal projects, nickel, copper. Uh, really, the goal 
is to leverage my experience and the experience of our team in operating around various jurisdictions in Canada uh, to be able to put our expertise into the ground and advance a multi-commodity portfolio uh, and capitalize on uh, an era of electrification and an era of correction for wealth and what gold is looking like right now. And I I, I find it interesting as as you were in the servicing of the mining companies, were you just kind of keeping an eye on things going like, you know what, that little, they might have something there. I wonder if they'd ever be willing to. (laughs) It's a great question, but we have to always have conflicts of interest. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't have any problem with that, James. (laughs) You got to, you got to keep a reputation too. Uh, So a lot of our work that we do is for clients and, and things that we have longstanding and we don't have conflicts with, you know, working next door to them, we're pretty careful with what we pick and look at uh, sure. on that basis. But what that's allowed me to do, Craig, and it's been really interesting, is it gives me uh, a much bigger team of geologists and yep. a better workflow than a lot of other junior companies have access to. They just couldn't afford to retain a company uh, the amount of money to have, you know, a staff of 25 geologists that could you know, pick up a, a data compilation to compile some maps to pull things together. And we kind of leverage that experience from myself uh, because I've done that for 15 years and I've got a team that does it. So uh, a lot of groups don't get that sort of, you know, kick gloved access to right. a, a full geological team without having to build and hire them themselves. Well, and anybody that's listened to these podcasts of mine over the years, they know those are the big two things, team and jurisdiction you know you gotta mm-hmm. be where there's rule of law that sort of thing you gotta be where the metal is it's like the old line about why'd you rob the bank well that's where the money is you know mm-hmm. why are you staking that ground and putting a drill in the ground well there's been metal here before um and obviously team if you know people that know what they're doing have done it before they know where to look that sort of thing um hey let why don't let's do this let's start with lithium and then we'll do the gold part next um I, I, I'm curious to find out what you have there and what you think you have up in uh, in British Columbia. I, I own a lithium company called Lithium Chile. I don't know, you know, a few thousand shares. Not like it's you know some huge investment of mine. And I was interested in talking to the CEO because you know they've got to do this deal where they, you know, they put it all in these like these big ponds, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the water so, evaporates, yeah. and then they the lithium precipitates out to the bottom and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, that seems kind of messy. Um, is that, is that eventually how you do it or explain your process in British Columbia? Yeah, yeah. So I'll actually, I'll I'll take a quick step back on that too. So our, our lithium project is in Quebec as well, actually. Oh, Quebec. Oh, I'm Um, sorry. There, there, there's a bunch of lithium across all of Canada though, right? Um, maybe looking at the style of deposit is really important uh, for how you're going to go explore it, how you're going to develop it. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff that you're looking, you're talking about in Chile, that's a lithium solar, it's an evaporate. You got to pump a solution through and yeah. evaporate the water. You're left with the salt. That's a lithium salt. And that's how you're going to produce. Uh, there is opportunities that exist like that in other parts of the world. In Canada, uh, a lot of lithium is hosted within what's called pegmatites. Uh, these are hard rock, uh, kind of like, you know, last fluids from a big geologic event, like a big pot, Bolton 
intrusive coming in and these are okay. kind of all the volatile stuff it's got lots of rares and lithium and stuff in it and you know these are notoriously hard deposits to explore for they're highly resistive they're very similar chemically to uh the rocks around them so they've been represented as harder things to explore for but with the value of lithium and spodumene in there, these are becoming really viable targets. And what you're sure. seeing now is a, a big movement of Australians and other explorers coming into Canada, Australians being some of the best uh, pegmatite explorers in the world coming into Canada and taking over and, and, you know, things like Patriot Metals. Now that's got the Australian listing. You've got LCAM, you've got a number of, uh, ASX groups coming into Canada and building Canadian companies, taking a look at, uh, these pegmatite style deposits. Now we do have brines, uh, which are similar to what you're looking at in Chile. We do have other, uh, styles of lithium mineralization, but what we're focused on is, um, uh, in this hard rock space and lithium pegmatites, LCT pegmatites. And as an exploration company, is that ultimately what you want to do? Go find it, prove it's there, drill it out. That's, and then... that's what we're good at. So my yeah. specialty is in, you know, being that first guy jumping out of the helicopter or the truck or whatever it might be and taking a look and finding what's there and really mapping that out. So early stage exploration, I believe is the, area where I can create the biggest value for our shareholders and the biggest value uh, for the metals market in a whole. It's all about discovery for me. And for people that don't know the fundamentals, I mean, crying out loud, I, I think I just saw something yesterday about the weight of metal that goes into each electric vehicle. And it's like oh, 90 huge. pounds of copper and 30 pounds of lithium and cobalt and nickel and the like. Yeah, it's huge. No. And you got to think about this. And this is what I think is very interesting opportunity and why uh, domestic uh, North American uh, lithium is so important, right? Like think of the weight of those metals and think of the transport costs and the carbon credits and shipping them and moving them and mining them and bringing them in. If we want to think about green uh, benefit for this EV revolution, uh, we have to really think about uh, localized sources or mm -hmm. closer sources for these metals to reduce those carbon credits for the extraction you know we want to be responsible we want to bring these things in now canada is an interesting spot uh because you were adjacent to the world's second largest um vehicle producer uh how many mega or gigafactories are going into the u.s here right now yeah uh, there's only a few spots in the u.s that are currently uh exploring or developing lithium projects and canada you know a pretty good neighbor to have with good infrastructure and logistics and it's really mining friendly and uh, a supply chain is pretty secure from canada to the u.s to fill these gigafactories right right well i i i find that all like i said i, I think that's a combined you know part of your combined company that really intrigues me because we're you know we're touching it on some of the bases that i just think are are just so fundamental going forward. If you were pulling uranium out of the ground too, I'd <laughs> we'd really have something. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I but but turning to to gold because I again, um, why do you rob a bank? Well, that's where the money is. So if you're going to be out there, you know, looking for gold, you got to go where other companies are. And I remember you probably don't know this, but people on the site recall this. I used to do these weekly calls with Eric Sprott where we would talk about you know, the economy and the news and gold. And, and he'd talk about mining companies that he owns and he's excited about. And he used to talk all the time about the Abitibi, 
well, they're up in the Abitibi, the Abitibi this, the Abitibi that. And I'm thinking, you're just, you know, you're Canadian. <laughs> you know where that is. I don't know where that is. But then I got to start looking into it. And I understand it's up in Quebec, right? And and, and this is like a very uh, gold rich area. And anybody who is anybody in, the, in, in mining is up there. You got Newmont's up there, Kirkland Lake, you know, now AEM, uh, Pan American Silver is up there. You know, Yamana, you know, it, anyway, Glencore, it's a BHP, Osisco, Nearstar, everybody's there. just go on and on. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, tell everybody about your operations for gold up in the Abitibi. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the shadow of the head frame is exactly that. Uh, it's it's incredible to me that the Abitibi's mining history goes back to, you know, early 1900s late 1800s and so far i can have uh, done the math on and been able to go through production records to see over 190 million ounces of gold produced since then Jeez, it's more realistically you. higher than 200 million and this is an area it's you know 100 and or 200 uh, maybe 40 kilometers by 203 400 kilometers something like this it's not that big of an area when you start thinking about it that's you know a couple hundred miles by a few hundred miles and the amount of discovery that continues to happen and the amount of gold that continues to be found and resources that continue to be developed uh, and they keep getting deeper and they keep getting bigger. Uh, you've got the single producer doing over half a million ounces a year uh, at uh, Malarctic and you got some of the deepest mines in North America here at 2300 meters down below surface. It's an incredible mining jurisdiction. It's extremely friendly. It spans across the provinces of Quebec and Ontario. Uh, the majority of that production has come from the Quebec side, I believe. But uh, what it's all about here is structurally controlled gold. These are old rocks. These are Archean. They're, you know, billions of years old. Um, they've had a lot of history of fluid flowing through them, lots of VMS things like base metals coming in and a lot of gold and, you know, structure is everything, uh, and gold mineralization along those structures is huge. So that whole Abitibi is broken up into a few great big, like, you know, massive collision sliding tectonic structures, uh, that most of the gold is concentrated along and some mm -hmm. of your listeners or you can take a look i've actually out of a labor of love made some beautiful graphics to kind of illustrate what the abitibi really looks like and how it, nobody's i haven't seen any really good compilations of the scale of data that we've done on this just to illustrate the amount of gold mineralization concentrated on these big structures so our gold project there is exactly that it's a project that was in a, a company that didn't have the ability to move it forward and opportunistically we were able to negotiate an extremely reasonable deal uh the project there is located adjacent to osisco mining's windfall project it's 30 kilometers away from the center of their um their main project, but contiguous to the whole property. It's okay. right next to Bonterra's Gladiator. Uh, and it's never been drilled deep. I mean, the deepest holes were 240, 50, 60 meters, something like this. So not, not very deep holes, but you got a lot of gold mineralization scattered around. And uh, we saw a good opportunity to bring some exploration, you know, bat swinging in there and really swing for the fences on some good geology and some really good targets and drill some deep holes. And now we've wrapped up a drill program and we'll have some results coming out of that and Q1 here. So we'll wait to hear. I, I, I always hear about, you know, everybody being backed up up there. I would imagine some of that log jam is probably getting a little bit easy. Uh, it's moving. 
yeah. it's moving for sure. We, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit faster on results, but uh, there was a backlog and it was largely that uh, COVID staffing shortage yep. over the last couple of years, right? So you get some results, but also just keep drilling it out. I would imagine you've got quite a plan uh, for this year and into next and the like. Yeah, yeah. The idea will be get this first batch of results. We we had a pretty aggressive multi-drill program leading into the end of December of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we kind of get all that data in, that'll depict our path forward for that. But honestly, Greg, it was just such a good deal on such a great prime piece of real estate on one of these great structures next to Osisco. Uh, how could we not take a good chance at uh, exploring that and seeing if we can make a good discovery there oh you bet and i mean you're right there and so you find what you think you have you discover maybe who knows maybe it's even more than what you think you got and you're right there for other companies to go yeah you know what uh we wouldn't mind having that in our portfolio yeah Um, there's that too right yeah well let's let's and and let's one more thing uh the base metal part of this is something that probably uh get more attention over time too i uh everybody knows about newfoundland many people on my site we own newfound gold and some of the others up there such an exciting Mm -hmm. area we i've talked to dr henny about it on multiple occasions but i also i I bought a company up there that's a base metal company out on the west side of uh, newfoundland uh last year i so i know there's a lot of base metal too um this, you, you're focused with getting lithium and gold and all that stuff but i know you're a little you're pretty excited about some of the opportunities you have there in copper and nickel yeah copper and nickel so some of these vms things for base metals are really good look newfoundland mm-hmm. is a great jurisdiction as well if you had to ask me what the best jurisdictions are in canada it's newfoundland and quebec and yep. uh, permitting times are great uh local infrastructure to support is perfect you've got all the right ingredients on these projects the nickel project that we acquired up there is um, up near Voises bay and labrador that's a remote area but uh you know one of the largest nickel mines in north america and uh, Voises bay was up there um it is up there and this represents a really great and attractive uh, nickel magmatic uh, project we haven't started our exploration campaign on that yet uh, we've been pretty focused on our projects our lithium and gold projects in quebec but uh, we'll be looking to advance that up this year uh, having that diversity of commodities helps hedge our yep. value in the market and yep. make sure that we're able to advance value proposition yeah for our shareholders so uh, a little stable portfolio of base metals is really valuable the amount of nickel in these batteries is huge yeah um, like you said i mean i don't actually have the breakdown of the uh, pounds of nickel that is required in a you know one of these batteries but it's not a not a small amount and right the same goes with copper i mean all those motors on each of the wheels is uh, how, how many pounds of copper is wound up to make these motors so electrification you know the electrification era is here we need metals to transmit to store and uh to produce electricity that's what it's all about now and it may be a remote area it's unproven and and unexplored but man, as this trend continues over the next couple of years, it's not going to be so remote anymore. <laughs> it's, no, you know, but that's... look, we're right on deep water up here too. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's 
remote, but not really. Right. It's only remote for the early stage of exploration. Right. When it comes to development and operation at a later point, sure, it's remote because you don't get to, you know, drive to McDonald's uh, on your lunch shift. But uh, as far as it goes for shipping material and uh, product out, it's not that remote when it comes down. Right. And and less remote when the demand really hits. Again, Um, it's domestic, right? That's exactly right. Um, let's get to some of the fun stuff. Now you're redesigning the website. I'm going to send everybody there. Um, depending on when you listen to this, we'll, you know, how much information is live on the site. Uh, but I'll set, I'll put a link on this page. So you can go check it out. The main thing that's already there for sure is the kind of the corporate presentation. Uh, if you want some background, you want to dig deeper about what James and his team have going on. Uh, that link's right there on the homepage. You can click it and you can scroll down. I don't know, it's eight or 10 pages of really uh, good information. You can research the company by their ticker. It's ticker symbol as well. It's CMET, C-M-E-T in Canada. And then C-L-G-C-F here in the U.S. Well, I'll put those ticker symbols on this page too. Um, James, let's close with the financials because again, I mean, we're talking a speculative thing here. This is not for everybody. Um, you know, when we're talking a small, this small of a market cap company, you really got to, anybody that considers buying some shares, you got to, you know, check out your time horizons and your risk tolerance and all that stuff. As I do the math here, uh, again, from the presentation, it looks like you've got less than 60 million, uh, and that's fully diluted shares. So less than 60 million shares. I got to trading about 25 cents in the US. So we're talking like maybe a $15 million US market cap. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, we're only uh, 40, just over 43 million shares issued in out right now. So, yeah. Uh, that's before you know, full dilution. Uh, it's a really tight structure uh, to have eight projects uh, across some of the best jurisdictions, you know, in, in the world for exploration with a multi-commodity base uh, and a structure like this with a, a path to kind of advance and a bunch of results coming. I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty exciting uh, opportunity. And how are you for cash? How does the balance sheet look? Balance sheet's looking fine. We were fully funded to do all the exploration that we've had to do. Uh, we do carry a bit of treasury here now, moving forward. But uh, uh, I think we'll, you know, we'll we'll certainly be looking at uh, unlocking some more value here in the in the near term. But uh, we did a small raise here earlier this year as well. So, and in a case like this, I mean, you can't help but need to raise a little more money from time to time. Just and it's, but it's an investment. We need meters in the ground and we need yeah. discoveries. So if we're not spending money, that means we're not exploring. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, you're prudent about it and all that kind of stuff, but you, I mean, it's an investment in the company. You got to go out Absolutely. and, um, and, and, and prove all this up. If, you know, if we're going to get anywhere, why well, I, 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 James, I'm, I think it's, it's fascinating. We've, I think we've covered a lot of the bases here. Um, anything else you'd like to tell everybody before we wrap up? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we really only lightly touched on what lithium looked like in Canada, too. But maybe I could add just a little bit please. more color on, yeah, on that do. project that we've acquired because, you know, it's it's a pretty significant acquisition. Uh, we, we were looking for a gold project, Craig, and <laughs> I came across this and was kind of chuckling to myself as I started negotiating on it. And we earned uh, 50% uh, and that'll form a joint venture with another junior company up here. But you know, this this project is adjacent to Alchem Limited's uh, St. James Bay 
uh, lithium project. This is a mine that's going into production. Like it's it's starting construction right now, like Q1 2023. The hotels are booked, the camps being built. It's right on the James Bay Road in one of the hottest, hottest lithium districts in North America and the world, really. Uh, Patriot Metals is up there. You've got Brunswick, Alcam, um, all, all, all the players for Canadian exploration are making discovery and advancing projects here. And we managed to pick up this project and it's two kilometers. Like you could see the open pit from it, <laughs> like where the yeah. pit's going. It's absolutely crazy in the exact same geology. And nobody had ever looked at it for uh, lithium exploration. Uh, only a little bit of gold in the past. And over the winter, we've just conducted uh, a full suite of uh, geophysics that's going to help us to find those targets to move that project forward here now. And I think that's one of the biggest opportunities for upswing value for. Uh, our 2023 catalysts here. And I'm really excited about uh, uh, what that's going to look like. Kind of sounds like you were pinching yourself a little bit. Like, what am I missing here? How, what is this really happening? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like it was, yeah. it, it was the, hey, we're looking for a gold project. And as I'm doing the data comp and pulling things together, it's like, hang on a sec. This is the exact same rocks as next door. We're at 40 million done, you know, 1.4 uh, percent lithium LA2O uh, mine is literally being built. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And to double back to that, the the plan for that for this year, I mean, you're you're kind of proving that out as well. So we'll get some news as we go along the way. Absolutely, yeah. No, so we've just completed uh, three pretty substantial geophysical surveys that are going to uh, identify targets exactly like what Alchem did, uh, which used to be called Galaxy when they did the uh, exploration there uh, before Alchem bought it. Uh, your listeners can certainly look it up or you can flash it along here. But um, uh, yeah, get these results in and then, you know, get to the ground with a drill uh, shortly after. Uh, we're looking for magnetites, resistivity anomalies, and and then next step, uh, go ground truth, get the drill bit on it. And as, as you were saying that, not that I wasn't listening, but it was looking up because I knew I'd seen this on Twitter. And so I'm going to put this on this page as well, because I, this guy, this the guy that tweeted this is by the name of Brian Git, Git, okay. Git, whatever. And he says he tweets about energy and investing and stuff. And it's only been retweeted like, I don't know how many times, um, but I don't think people really appreciate this. He says, and I would assume he's right, uh, a typical 1,000-pound electric car battery contains 190 pounds of graphite, 100, mm -hmm. this is just the battery, 130 pounds of nickel, 90 pounds of copper, 60 pounds of cobalt, and 30 pounds of lithium. You got to think that the amount of copper that goes into the rest of the car and everything else. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not nothing, is it? <laughs> and where the, where the hell are they going to get 30 pounds of lithium per car? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the, what's the mandate for the UK for uh, electrical vehicle conversion uh, by what, 2035 uh, yeah. or something right. like that? that right. Be at right. Percent or something. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of pounds of lithium. <laughs> That, that is. And so that's why these types of things, and again, this is all part of uh, why I've kind of diversified into lithium and I mentioned uranium, but also base metals on, you know, it's a commodity bull market in general for all these other reasons, uh, you know, besides just electric batteries. Uh, but nonetheless, 
Wow, what an what an interesting company, uh, an interesting set of projects and potential resources you put together, James. Again, this has been James Rogers, CEO of Clarity Metals. Uh, on this page, you'll find information uh, on their website. Uh, I'll put the link just to that presentation. You don't even have to worry about it. You can just go click the presentation, uh, the ticker symbols, um, and anything else that I can come up with uh, to, to, to kind of pique everybody's interest and get you thinking about this battery metal stuff if you're not already. James, just make me promise we can keep in touch. Absolutely, Craig. No, my uh, my email's there. My phone's on. Give me a shout and let's uh, make sure we can update some of your listeners as we go through this as well. Let's do it. It's going to be a fascinating year. I wish you all the best and uh, thank you for your time. This has been uh, just great to get acquainted and learn all this. Thanks, Craig. And from all of us here at TFMR, hey, thanks for listening. Have a great holiday weekend and uh, we'll have another special podcast for you sometime soon. Mm-hmm.